Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to The Erin May Henry Show. This is a podcast created to help you to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. Here, we talk all about personal branding, online business, social media marketing, and everything in between. And along with serving you some incredible lessons about how to grow your personal brand, we also have some amazing chats with extraordinary entrepreneurs and influencers about how they built theirs. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to know to become known online, grow your influence, impact, and income. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm thrilled to have you joining me here again today because I'm pretty much about to throw myself under the bus to bring you some important lessons about growing your personal brand. So I've actually called this episode the mistakes that I've made, but that was more just for drama purposes because in all honesty, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. So everything that I'm going to be sharing with you today was more of a lesson than a mistake. And I'm really glad it all happened. And I absolutely have no regrets, you know, no regrets, but I wanted to share some of the stuff with you because maybe it will save you from making the same mistakes that I did or going through the same things that I did. So Maybe, you know, maybe it's fate you're here and maybe by me going through these and then sharing them with you, then it's fate that you don't have to. So that's why I wanted to do this episode today. I don't have many, to be honest, because someone actually asked me to create this episode. They said maybe it would be a good idea if you can share all of the lessons that you've learned or the failures that you've had. And to be honest, I, d- I haven't had a lot. I've had a lot of failures as in like things that haven't worked out, products that weren't as great as I thought they were going to be, videos that sucked, like lots of little things like that. But in all honesty, there wasn't a lot for me to share in terms of the really, really big mistakes that I've made when when building my personal brand. But the ones that I have made are huge. And they really, in hindsight, were things that if I didn't go through these, I could be so much further along. And they're all kind of silly little mistakes. They were mistakes that were made out of impulse. They were mistakes that are made out of maybe not really thinking things through. So that's why I wanted to share them with you. So there are, you know, areas that you can start really considering yourself or things that you can look at when you are just starting out or if you are trying to grow so that you don't, you know, as I said, make the same mistakes that I did. Anyway, I feel like this intro is getting really long unnecessarily. So, uh, one thing I actually did want to say before I do jump in to share the mistakes with you I really don't want you to be afraid of making wrong decisions. You know, you're an entrepreneur. It's a part of being an entrepreneur that you are going to make some decisions that aren't necessarily the correct ones that don't work out. And I truly believe that if you are not having failures, if you are not having things that aren't working out, then you're not taking enough risks. It means that you're not acting on enough ideas. It means that you're probably playing it a little safe because it's in you know, it's inevitable that some things are just not going to work out. 
And I also just think that, you know, there are ideas that are presented to us and often they are just jumbles of things that we've been influenced by online. You know, we see someone else doing something or we hear that someone else has had a great idea and we adapt that in a certain way. But then there there is, you know, an infinite intelligence that is available to us that knows exactly how to get to the goals that we have. And that is our intuition. That is our gut. And it's really hard to distinctify as to whether the ideas that we get are coming from being influenced or they are our intuition. So, you know, my advice is to act on as many of them as you can rationally say are, you know, an okay idea, because one of them might be a million ideas. One of them might be a load of crap, but you're never going to know unless you try them and you act on them. And you're never going to be a successful entrepreneur by playing it safe. So That is something I just really wanted to put at the start of this episode because obviously I'm talking about making mistakes, but I really don't want you to be afraid of making mistakes. I want you to be afraid of not making mistakes because that is truly where you're going to fail as an entrepreneur. So with that all being said, let us jump in because I don't want this to be too long of an episode because, you know, (laughs) I don't like talking about myself. That was air quotes because obviously I kind of do. But anyway, let's jump into the mistakes that I've made. (laughs) So the first mistake, and I've kind of, I've, positioned these in order from the very beginning of my journey right up until pretty much today. So the very, very first mistake that I, in hindsight, believe that I made was that I didn't take enough time to think about what I wanted to talk about when I started my YouTube channel. So if you've watched my business story online, or if you've heard me talk about my journey and why I started my YouTube channel, I started it because I went to a compulsory public relations event that was being held you know, for the students of my year level, studying public relations and getting a business degree. And it was a compulsory event. Didn't really want to go, to be honest, but I did. And it was life-changing for me anyway. Uh, some of the advice that I got there was that if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you you know don't want the classic kind of stock standard career and work in a nine to five, if you want to do something epic for yourself, you need to get online and start building an audience. And I took that incredibly literally and I went home and I have photo proof. It's somewhere on my Facebook of the Eventbrite ticket. And then the day I put my first YouTube up, there's two days in between or something. So I took that very literally went and started a YouTube channel. But, you know, I am a very impulsive person and I didn't really stop to really think about, you know, what I could talk about on my YouTube channel. I kind of just had a look around at what I was currently doing in my life and plucked something out of that. And at the time I was doing the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide. I was interested in fitness at that stage of my life. Um, George and I, just the lifestyle that we had, we went to the gym a lot. We did a lot of like competitions. We walked a lot. We, we, we were very active at that stage. I was doing the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide. I'd always gone to the gym, but I I, I definitely wouldn't say by any means that fitness was a, a passion of mine or something that I could see myself pursuing in the future. So, you know, I do kind of see that as a mistake because if I'd just taken some time and really sat down and thought about it, you know, I just as easily could have started a YouTube channel that was all about being a student, a public relations student. I had just as much interest in that as I did doing the Bikini Body Guide. I think maybe it was one of those situations where I was influenced with what I saw. I was watching a lot of Nikki Blackadder and things like that at the time just for my own fitness interest, and maybe I was influenced by that. But if I, I do believe honestly that if I'd sat down and really thought about what I wanted for my future and the fact that I was studying business and all of that, I maybe would have 
chosen to do something a little bit more along the lines of my future visions rather than my current interests. You know, the advice that I have for you, if you are starting to think about content, I don't, I don't think this is so much of an issue because most of the people in this community are starting a, a YouTube channel or a podcast based off of their business or based off of the vision that they have for themselves. But my suggestion is to like, if you are going to start putting so much effort into something, like think about it a little bit first, think about how it, how it fits into your vision, or even take a step back from that and think about what your actual vision is. I really didn't even take the time to think about what I kind of wanted for myself in the future, what I kind of saw myself doing. So if I had have done, if I had have really thought about the future that I wanted, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but you know, in what respect, I didn't know. But if I maybe sat down and thought about that before jumping into creating the content, then I could have reverse engineered and I would have thought, oh, maybe I want to be an entrepreneur. Why don't I, I'm studying business. Why don't I talk about business? Again, this is all in hindsight. My thought process might not have been that at the time, but all I do know is that I probably rushed into, you know, just choosing something for the sake of it at the time. But then again, you know, I, you know, some of the people who are in my community now are there because of the fitness stuff and people have become my clients based on the fitness stuff. So again, divine timing, everything happens for a reason. I just personally think that if I hadn't have changed my niche and changed so dramatically and maybe spoke about something I had a more interest in, more knowledge in as well, and was probably not as widely popular at the time. There wasn't a lot of channels about business. You know, Marie Folia was around. She wasn't super popular back when I started. Um, and there definitely weren't a lot of the other kind of girl bossy content that there is today. So maybe if I started, I'd be a lot further on. But, you know, that is just one of the things that I, th- I do believe was a bit of a mistake. And if you are just starting out, really, really try just to think about that big picture vision first and reverse engineer the steps that you're going to take today based off of that vision, not just what you're currently interested in. And this is this actually really goes for a lot of people who are starting a business. And I think this is a really important topic as well, because I have so many people coming to me and they want to start, you know, business coaching or doing something along the lines of productivity and and just these things that they're watching online. And it's 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 a it's a brand new concept to them. They've got no experience in business whatsoever. They've never had a business. They have never learned about business. And all of a sudden they want to teach about business just because they've seen, you know, Stacy doing it or myself doing it or someone else doing it. And I think it's really important just to not choose something just because you're currently interested in it. I think it's really important to really think about the sustainability of your idea. And I spoke about this in the How to Find Your G-Spot episode, Um, genius spot, obviously talking, Uh, but I spoke about how, you know, it isn't always a good idea just to choose to create content or to choose a business out of your passions. Sometimes, in fact, it actually can ruin the passion for you if you make that your vocation, if you make that your career. You know, think about something that you're good at and you're interested in because obviously you want to enjoy what you do, but it also has to be sustainable. It needs to be something that you're going to be interested in for the long term. And of course, you can change your niche. It's not going to be the end of the world. You can change your business. You can change your content. But you'll be much further along if you kind of spend the time in the beginning to um, test things and evaluate things and find something that does work for you. So that is lesson one. Lesson two, and this is a really, really important one, and this is kind of, it really does inspire a lot of the content that I do create today. So again, I actually don't think at all that it was a bad thing that it happened. It was definitely a mistake that I made at the time, but it 
that story that I have now allows me to create the content that I do and the experience that I went through allows me to be so much more empathetic to people who are going through this as well. But in when I started my business, I allowed myself to be heavily influenced by others online and particularly the coach that I was working with. And when I say heavily influenced, I mean more so on the style side of things. So when I first started my business, I'm not sure if you were around at that stage, but you might've remembered I had the rose gold and marble branding. I had a lot of my language really talking about luxury and money and things like that. Obviously I talk about money now, but in a different respect, um, you know, I even took some pictures with, um, you know, Gucci bags and things like that. I just really allowed myself to be heavily influenced by the, by the kind of vanilla coaching industry. I talk about that all the time. That's probably not, that's probably quite discriminatory. I don't mean it like that. I just mean, you know, just the very, um, how do I even explain this? That, that, that high ticket, high level, let's go stay at the Ritz Carlton kind of, here's my Louis Vuitton bag. I'm traveling first class, um, book high ticket clients language. Like I I allow myself to be heavily influenced by that side of the coaching industry. And I really allowed my business and even myself at the time to reflect the fact that I was being influenced by my coach primarily, but then also other coaches online. And I really did build a lot of what I was doing around that. And because I started building my brand around that, I found that even the choices that I was making clothes shopping started to get influenced by that. The language that I started using got influenced by that. I don't think I as openly swore, which is something that I do or cuss as many of you say. Um, and I think I just was a a bit more reserved. Now, if you'd known me before I started my business or through any stage of my life, you will know that I'm very loud, very outspoken, very, you know, talkative, chatty, and opinionated. I'm, I've always been quite eccentric. I, you know, used to have a shaved head and wear like creeper shoes, platform shoes, galactic platform shoes with like, I don't know, let's just say I was weird. And, you know, I kind of lost that a little bit, maybe a little bit due to the fact of growing up. Of course we do lose a little bit of our whimsicalness. I think when we do step into full adulthood, but I think even more so when I started my business, I really started fluctuating between this version of myself that was authentically me, the kind of rock chic, not so scrubbed up version. And then this, I need to be country club style Erin. And I, I really felt as though I kind of lost myself because I was so confused because I my, I naturally wanted to retract back to my equilibrium, the place that I was happy. But then I obviously had built this brand that represented this kind of version of me. And that is against everything that I speak about. I obviously talk about being your true authentic self. And I truly believe that that's the reason why it happened. Again, I reckon I went through this particular situation. So now I know both sides of the story, what it's like to just step into your full self and how awesome it is to be unapologetically you and what it's like to, you know, try to reincarnate somebody that is reincarnate. That was not the word. (laughs) Try to kind of imitate something that is outside yourself and it is not necessarily you. Now I say all of this, but as I showed up on video, in my videos, in my YouTube videos, I, I always 
do feel that I was being authentically myself. I think it was more the aesthetics side of things that took the hit. I think that when I sat down in front of a camera or when I spoke, um, that when I was actually there live or recording that it was me, it was more the language used on my website and things like that, that got affected. And then the aesthetic side of things. And it kind of has taken me some time to really figure out exactly how to reintroduce my authentic self. And it's caused a lot of confusion. I must say some people are like, why are you changing so much? Well, it's not that I'm changing. I'm just kind of being who I am, which before wasn't right. Anyway, the lesson that I have for you out of this is to really take the time to figure out exactly who you are before building anything, because it's really easy to get influenced. What happened to me is so not common. I see it happening to so many of my clients, so many of my peers and other businesses online. I've seen so many women change so often, even women who are two, three years in, they, they make a decision because of, you know, something that they've seen or wanting to be perceived in a certain way. And then they naturally end up retracting back to exactly who they are at the core and changing again. And don't be afraid of change. That's absolutely fine. But for your own purposes, it's really important to always just feel good. I felt really lost at the time. I didn't feel good. I felt a lot of resistance to the things that I was creating. I'd take photos and be like, ugh. And, you know, it didn't feel good. So it made me not enjoy the process. So it's really important that you are feeling aligned with the aesthetics that you're choosing, the language that you're using, and that's all going to come from taking the time to just figure out exactly who you are and what parts of you you want to influence your brand with. So if you are someone who's a little bit more eccentric and it's not something that's just a phase or it's not something that you've just, you know, maybe watched a couple of like Kim Raluna's Facebook lives and all of a sudden want to get tattoos all over you. You know, we always have that, that kind of fun influence that happens from other people, but the thing, the parts of you that have really stuck with you and that have been who you are as you grow up and as you evolve as a human being on this planet, figure out what parts of you from that you want to share and want to influence your brand. Don't just look at what other people are doing, what looks good online, what. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns your friends doing what your coach is doing. Don't just look at, you know, someone who is successful, what their brand looks like and copy that. Don't just look at their website and copy that. Really figure out exactly who you are and how you're going to be effectively able to communicate that through the aesthetics and the language that you use within your brand. And again, I've kind of spoken about this when we talk about your story. And then again, when we did the personal styling episode, so you can definitely go back and listen to those. Um, But that's definitely a mistake that I did make was allowing myself to get influenced and not just really taking the time to figure out to figure out and feel comfortable with who I was or who I am at my core and allowing to build my brand around that. And that's exactly what I teach today. That's, that's exactly what I teach my clients. That's why I spend so much time with my clients, telling them to do the reputation research, telling them to do the self-love work so that we can build something from there, not just them choosing a color and a style that is popular or that they're currently interested in. 
because you will naturally feel resistance towards those type of decisions as you progress along. So figure out who you are first and then build from there. Now, the next piece of advice is something that I've already spoken about, so I'm not just going to go uh, too much in depth into, uh, I have an entire video on this, but I thought it'd be really interesting to bring up in this episode because I obviously am talking about the mistakes that I've made when building my brand, but something that I, a lesson that really did come out of it was that I didn't listen to my intuition. When I was given the opportunity to listen to my intuition when I was not being influenced by what I was seeing online. You know, just as I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, we often get ideas that are a jumble of the influence that we're currently receiving due to the content that we're consuming. And then sometimes we have these intuitive inspirations and they really are our higher self trying to lead us in a particular direction. And I truly believe that that's what that was. I had the intuitive decision that I didn't just want to help new entrepreneurs. I wanted to tell my story and I wanted to help the women who were like me, who didn't just want to be an entrepreneur. They wanted to be an influencer. They wanted to have the courses, the programs, the clients, as well as the brand deals, the press opportunities, the you know sponsorships, the, the press trips around the world, all of the stuff that comes with being an influencer. I really wanted to help people to build an online community, build their reputation, build their personal brands, as well as build their business. And I had this intuitive idea based on the evolution that I was going through after really starting to find myself and figure out exactly what my story was. And I hired a coach at the time and I was really excited to share the idea with them. And they told me it was a bad idea just based on the fact that they didn't personally believe that women were waking up in the middle of the night worrying about being an influencer. They were waking up in the middle of the night worrying about how to get clients and how to grow their business and how to leave their full-time job. Um, And I listened. I listened to her advice. I listened to her telling me that the idea wasn't great. I believed her when she said that no one was waking up in the middle of the night and no one wanted to be an influencer as well as an entrepreneur. And so instead of actually following my gut and building my programs around that idea, I kind of just stuck with helping people to grow their online business, something that I was very good at. But, you know, it was staying. It was staying in safe territory. It was saying. It was staying doing things that I could do with my eyes closed instead of exploring this new idea and potentially being before my time. But you know, being a pioneer, being one of the first to really start thinking about that. And I feel a lot more people are talking about that. A lot of people who even started talking about online business are incorporating so much more about personal branding now. And even though it's only you know almost a year later, I'm now on the right track, but I could have again been so much further ahead. I feel like there's a common trend between my mistakes. It's, it's making a decision pretty intuitive, not, not intuitively impulsively, and then figuring out the right course later. Maybe I need to just slow down when I make decisions. (laughs) Um, but in all honesty, like quick decision-making is what makes me a good entrepreneur. So the good comes with the bad, I guess. But anyway, I really didn't follow my intuition at the time. And even though I'm on the right course now, as I said, I could be so much further ahead. So my lesson for you out of that mistake that I did make listening to someone else's opinion, instead of exploring my own intuition is to really just explore those ideas. Again, it's just like I said, at the start of this episode, you never know when you're going to be hit with that million dollar piece of inspiration, that million dollar idea. The one thing that is going to take you just from, from being ordinary to extraordinary, that one piece of content that you think about that you have this idea for, and then your mean girl tells you, no, that's crap. No, one's going to watch that or listen to that. 
you know, this, these are the times where we just let these million dollar ideas fade away. I keep saying million dollar idea because I truly do believe that there's so many things that we don't act upon because either someone told us it's not going to work or because we told ourselves that it's not going to work. And then that idea, I mean, it fades to dust when it could have been the one thing, that one thing, that, that, that timing, that perfect timing, that preparation that was going to take us from where we are now to exactly where we want to be. And we let it go. We let it slip through because we were too afraid to act on it. So really, really making sure that if intuitively you are being called to talk about something or to pursue an idea or to build a course or to put a piece of content out, just do it. It might fall flat on its face and that's absolutely fine, but at least you tried because the other alternative is that it might be the greatest thing that you've ever done and one of the greatest things that ever happened to your industry. And you might've been the person to bring that, but then if you don't act on it, someone else will. So don't ever let anybody except for your intuition tell you that your ideas are crap. (laughs) All right. And then the last kind of one, and this is one that I'm going to admit, I'm a little bit nervous to share. I obviously have built my brand around being super, super authentic, sharing all the good, all the bad, all the highs, all the lows and everything in between. And, you know, I tell you when I'm absolutely smashing it, when I'm launching things, when I'm making money, when I'm killing it, basically. And I do talk about when things are going bad, when things crash, when I'm not feeling great. But there is something that I have, I guess, realized only recently is a bad quality of mine, a mistake that I have been making consistently over about the past year in my business. And... Uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to go ahead and share. Let's just build up the courage and do it. I feel like along my journey, I have rested on my laurels. And if you don't know what that term means, resting on your laurels means it's kind of just gaining a certain amount of success and being complacent with it. That's something that I feel like I have do. I feel like my journey has been somewhat of a roller coaster. I feel like it has gone from massive success to some type of, you could say a plateau pretty regularly. And I really do believe that the reason is because instead of going from strength to strength, instead of leveraging some of the opportunities that have come my way, I get complacent with the success that does happen from those opportunities. And then naturally it starts to decline before I get uncomfortable with that decline and then start hustling my butt off again. So instead of having consistent growth, it's more of like a upward facing roller coaster, if that makes sense. I wish I could draw a diagram on this podcast, but hopefully you can envision what I'm saying in your mind. So when I have, you know, had some amazing opportunities that have happened to me, for example, getting invited to speak at VidCon, instead of leveraging that to take the growth of my personal sorry, public speaking career, you could say to the next level and then the next level and the next level. I kind of just enjoyed the success that I received from that. And now I'm back at square one when it comes to public speaking, instead of leveraging the opportunity, taking heaps of photos, positioning myself as a speaker, getting testimonials, all the things that in hindsight I could have done to take that public speaking success to the next level, I didn't. And now that I'm back, interested in public speaking. Again, as I said, I'm kind of at square one. I don't have access to get testimonials from the people that were there. I didn't take that opportunity to the next level. So I'm just starting as someone who's kind of just never spoke before. Um, And there have been other things in my business that have kind of been like that, even with my YouTube channel. Sometimes I'm in 
a massive growth stage and instead of kind of either stepping up the content or doing something to continue that growth, I just enjoy those massive spurts of growth and then slack off a little bit, you could say. So it's not that I don't feel that I've worked hard. It's just that I feel when you have opportunities that happen to you, whether it is, you know, a viral video or a speaking gig or a publicity mention or a collaboration, you need to leverage those opportunities to continue that growth rather than just enjoying that initial success and then having a decline after that. Strength to strength is a really, really good skill to have as an entrepreneur. If you want to begin continually visible online, every single opportunity that you do get, make sure you're leapfrogging from that one to the next. Always be looking forward. Always be thinking about how you can leverage an opportunity. Let's say, for example, and this is just an out there example, let's say, for example, you hustled your butt off to get interviewed on the School of Greatness, Lewis Howes' podcast. As you were being interviewed and as that episode was going live, you could email every single other person that had a popular podcast as, you know, email them from your VA, if you have a VA or from your mom, I don't know, from yourself, from someone and say, Erin May Henry or whoever, whatever your name is, has just been interviewed on the Lewis Howe show. This is what we think she could bring to your show. And then they're going to go to the Lewis Howe show, see it was one of the most recent episodes. And then they're going to go, yeah, that was epic. Come on. Instead of just enjoying that initial success from going on the Lewis Howe show and then kind of that fading away, you can go from strength to strength. So I hope that that you understand what I mean when I say don't rest on your laurels. And I feel like that has been something that I have done in my business and only recently recognized that I've done. Not that it's completely hindered me in any way. My finances have been growing steadily and that's fine, but I think it could be so much further if I took some of those opportunities and really leveraged them properly. So, oh, what a relief to get that off my shoulders. I really hope that that was helpful though, particularly that last point, because I think that's something that's really important if you're maybe in the similar stages to me, maybe not so much as you're growing out because I'm sure you're in continuous hustle mode anyway, but don't rest on your laurels. Always continue to grow. There's always more that you can be doing. I'm not afraid to say that either. I said it in the Facebook do more challenge, um, but I'm absolutely not afraid to say that even myself, even people above me, there's always more you could be doing. Obviously you don't want to burn yourself out out. But if you're not achieving your goals, there is so much more that you could be doing. Think about it like that. But when you do achieve success, make sure that you leverage that success as much as possible and that you're continually looking forward for new opportunities and looking how you can use your current opportunities to leverage those. So I think that was probably the most important lesson that you could have got out of this podcast episode, but I hope that you did enjoy the others as well. I hope that you understand that it's really, really important for you to follow your intuition, that it's really, really important for you to figure out exactly who you are so that you can build your brown foundation, your brown foundation, your brown found brown. I can't talk now. Your brand foundation from that, because it's going to be so much more sustainable for you. And then making sure that you are really taking the time to find the thing that you are truly sustainably passionate about so that you can build your content and your business around that instead of having to change it down the line. Again, it's not the end of the world if you do, but you'll be so much further along if you can just create that consistency. 
So that's it for me. I really hope that this was a helpful episode for you. I would love to hear from you though, which if if you have actually made any of these mistakes and if not, which mistakes you have made. So definitely come hang out with me in the May Collective Facebook group or even just inbox me on social media, prefer, preferably on Instagram. I need a coffee so bad right now um, because I'd absolutely love to keep this conversation going with you. But I really appreciate you hanging out with me today and I'll see you in the next episode. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online.